Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Eddie McDuke. As always, I'm joined by the great John Sheeran. And wow, John. I mean, today we have quite the guest. Yeah. And I'm talking about, John, I'm talking about Scott Lewis. And for those of you who don't know, Scott Lewis has over 2 billion subscribers across the internet this man can he 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 is the host of i'm not going to hold you on the barber's chair network it's a podcast network and he's also part of hmb media now he is a bears fan but he knows a lot about sports in general and so he's going to give us his perspective on the bengals upcoming season and the nfl season overall so welcome to you, Scott. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on, man. I'm, I'm glad I could uh, get on, finally talk to you guys, man. I, I'm excited. Thank you. So, so tell us a little bit about what you do and kind of your pacifist approach, I take it, when you, you don't hold people. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like violence. I don't like violence. All, all you don't, <laughs> Yeah. You don't, you don't like uh, disturbing other people. So, so yeah, tell us about the name of your podcast and what you do. Uh, well, man, I just, you know, I do a bunch of things with media. Um, I started my company, the Barber's Chair Network, uh, with my brother Flows and my homie Pierce, like maybe three, three and a half years ago, 2018. Um, basically, we wanted to give a voice for black content creators to, uh, you know, have more opportunities, you know, writing, recording, shooting video, you know, the, the whole nine. So we started that and, you know, we, we really kind of got everything going with this, with our Bears podcast that we started six years ago called the 79th and Half which is me and my brother flows and we're actually covering our first training camp uh this year too like my brother was at palace hall today covering the bears so that kind of like got us our start so with the idea for my show i'm not gonna hold you um my friends pavy and uh, tpj they're the host of this pretty popular uh internet youtube show called hoops and brews where they talk about basketball drink beer and they, you know they yell got a lot of people you know been on there they get in tune you know uh they've been working a lot with baron davis you know it's really been cool with them so i linked up with them uh to do this video show you know because a lot of people you know a lot of my friends a lot of people follow me on social media and by the way you can follow me at barb share scott on twitter and instagram um it's, it's a fourth of the world's population that follows him. Let's go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody says, you know, they like my pins. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I don't hold anything back. And that, that's pretty much why I get the title from. Like, I always, whenever I talk to my friend, uh, one of my best friends, like, whenever I say something maybe controversial, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to hold you. But, you know, this certain thing sucks or something like that. So I thought that'd be a cool title. And, you know, it's just really, I just want, like, a, a un, you know, unfiltered opinion on sports. 
uh, you know, without all the, you know, the biases and stuff like that. And, you know, and it's been something we've been doing for a couple of weeks now. And I'm excited. I'm excited. About just it. a couple of weeks. Yeah. Wow. This, we just recorded episode five today. Just recorded episode five. Yeah. Today. Well, so, well, it's got so our show originally until a couple of years ago was called was called Sorry If I Spit When I Speak. So, yeah so it's pretty close so we we say whatever we want we interrupt it's actually a sign of respect where i come from to oh, interrupt definitely. someone okay. yeah okay yeah it's a sign of love and uh, but we were legally obliged by the believe podcast network to embrace the name the number one bengals podcast i don't know how it works but but basically it is for marketing purposes Okay. And because of the success of our podcast, we, we had to uh, accept that title, which is fine. <laughs> it's fine. It still works. But uh, so the barber's chair, explain the, the kind of uh, etymology of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pretty much, man, we wanted to be kind of like the, it's like, if you think about the number one talking place in like the black community, it's the barbershop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Barbershop is it's like the one-stop shop. You can get your hair cut. You're going to get some some relationship talks. You're going to get sports talk, music talk. You might get some dudes coming in and sell some DVDs, some, 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 you know, some CDs, everything. It's like the one-stop shop, man. That's basically where you have the center of conversation in the black community for black men. And so my brother was like, we were trying to figure out what to name it. He was like, just stay with the barber's chair. That's where all the conversation happens. And I was like, that's a good idea. So we kind of we kind of ran with that, man. And, you know, a lot of people have really enjoyed it. And, you know, I'm just I'm proud of the, the stuff we've done in just this short time. man. so that, that's yeah, go for it. Well, I'll tell you, yeah, from my village in my village, it's actually the the bakery with, with <laughs> that is where you discuss the sports. Yeah, because we have subsidized uh, bread. Okay. And yeah, it's so cheap. That's actually cheaper for me to import the bread it's still from my country here. But uh, yeah, it's, it's only about three cents for, for a bread that lasts me about 10 days. <laughs> yeah. And so, so you wait in the line. Obviously, it's very popular. So you wait in the line, you talk about everything. And so I can totally identify with that. I, I'm thinking of starting the, the bread shop podcast network, but <laughs> I have to run it by the belief people. Yeah. All the corporate loopholes. And, but, yeah. <laughs> but OK, so Scott, I'm going to start you off with a very I just want to start things off, give you a very uh, a softball, if you will. Okay. Yeah, and who's going to win the Super Bowl next year? That's my first question. Okay, I'm gonna give you two answers. I'm gonna give my bias answer, and I'm gonna give my real answer. My bias answer is why I say every year until it actually happens: the Chicago Bears. Now, my real answer: I think the goat is gonna run it back. I think Tom Brady is gonna run it back. I'm at the point in my life right now where this guy's been winning championships since I've been in seventh grade. Until I see him not do it, I'm gonna pick him every year. Um, I think there's gonna be a lot of uh, challenges as usual, but it's rare that you see a team bring back all of their starters. You know, they're gonna have one full year with the actual training camp. They're gonna be more comfortable with their roles. And if you look at the division, I mean, last year they lost. They didn't win a division because of New Orleans. Like you don't have. Drew Brees anymore anymore there you have Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill so I think they're gonna pretty much uh cruise to a division title so my preseason pick I'm gonna say Tampa Bay you wow. said the GOAT but I I was confused when you said running back because I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers didn't exactly uh... run it back with that I mean who, who else can leverage themselves into saying I'm not coming back until you guys trade for Randall Cobb you know what I mean powerful powerful uh move there by 12 
uh, as I refer him, I don't call him by his name, 12. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the cuss word in my household. But um, <laughs> I just – I just, I, I, I have, did actually rant about that on my show today. Like, I feel like he just kind of got there so he wouldn't get fined. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like what Marshawn says. Like, I don't. I still don't think he really messes with the Packers. If you, that press conference, none of that, nothing, nothing from that press conference told me. Okay, this, this is, this is pretty good. It's like, it's like when your girl takes you back, but you know she's still angry at you. That, that's, that's pretty much with, with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers is right now. Well, I, I would say this to Scott. Here's my take okay. on the Aaron Rodgers thing. So Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback. A lot of people talk about how he doesn't throw the ball away enough he doesn't doesn't. take enough risks yeah he doesn't throw the easy outs he doesn't i think him really not caring and i don't know if you saw but he was wearing a a shirt that had like chili on it he (laughs) yeah he had he had sunglasses that were cheaper than the sunglasses i would buy and the man the man is does not have it together so i i think that's a good thing i think he's gonna let loose I think he just doesn't care. He's just going to have fun with it and maybe have his best season yet. So Aaron Rod, he, he's definitely like me when I had when I when I was working. Like uh, <laughs> I would come there like yeah, I'm, I'm just here so I can pay my rent and like I'm not really here to to be doing anything spectacular. And so I I can relate on that level too. But I would say this: you mentioned, uh, you know, I think uh, we talk about. You said Tom Brady and the Bucks bringing all their players back. Uh, John and I know that they added a very a spicy meatball to that roster in addition to bringing everybody back in Giovanni Bernard. Now, I know I said the spicy meatball. He's not actually Italian, Scott. <laughs> but no, but he, he is. Look, that guy, we've been waiting for him to be utilized properly. And I think it's finally going to happen, John. Don't you think so? I really hope so. Like just remembering who Giovanni Bernard was like the early years of him with the Bengals it was so exciting because it was the first time that they had like this actually competent receiving back and it added a new dimension to the offense and as the years went on he just got used less and less with that whether it would be them involving Jeremy Hill or Joe Mixon and there was just a lot of confusion about how to divvy up these roles with these running backs and eventually Giovanni Bernard came from just a receiving back to like a pass protection back so now him being in an offense that's definitely going to give him like 70 60 targets this year with a quarterback that knows how to use running backs out of the backfield you know he's only he's still only like 29 30 years old he's got juice left in him to actually make a difference on a great offense so i I think we're all excited to see what he does there yeah well okay scott let me let me move on to my next question for you so let me phrase it a little differently those are your picks okay what about the up-and-comers? What about the Cinderella's? What about the Rubble Stillskins? What about, like, who? what's a team that no one would expect to be in the Super Bowl that you, you think could be in the Super Bowl? That's a really good question. Um, let me see. With the, with the NFC and the AFC, um, I would probably have to say... I don't know if this is a sleeper because they were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, but they were they were pretty beat up. I still think San Francisco is probably a team if they're healthy can at least be in the race. Now I'm not the biggest Jimmy Garoppolo fan, um, you know, as as somebody who watched Mr. Trubisky for the last four or five years, he, <laughs> he's West Coast Mitch. Uh, that's exactly what Jimmy G is. But I I like what what uh what Shanahan does. They've got uh good you know running backs. They've got good receivers. The defense is healthy. You know they're gonna get Bosa back. Um, they're in a tough division, but. 
I still think if healthy, they're probably the best. I don't know if Seattle can run it back again. We still don't know if things are so copacetic with with Russ and, you know, Pete Carroll. And I think Arizona is the team that everybody's jumping on. Uh, I feel like they're going to be like the, the new hot team, and I don't really know they're going to really live up to expectations. So I guess if there's a team who will probably bounce back, more well, maybe a Cinderella will probably be San Francisco. Okay, wait. But is that with Trey Lance, though, or is that with Jimmy? It's gonna be Jimmy. Jimmy G's bad, but he's not uh, lose his job to Trey Lance. Man, I'm just I'm, I don't believe in Trey Lance either. Like, wow. <laughs> well, let me let me rephrase. So let's talk about the AFC within okay. the AFC. Let's just say. Uh, let's see. Um, I think the interesting team in the AFC will, will will probably be. I mean, people talk about them, but I think it will probably be Baltimore because Baltimore had all that hype two years ago with Lamar Jackson, and I know he still doesn't have the receivers um, that everybody were hoping they could have got this year, but this year you're really only hearing about um, the Steelers and and um, and uh, Cleveland. So I think they're kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Yeah, you know, the whole, but, but, yeah but, but, I mean, they've made the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? So let's say, let's just stick to the FC North. Which team didn't make the playoffs last year that you think is going to surprise people this year? Okay. Uh, so you want me to say the Bengals? That's this. That, that. Oh wow! I, I yeah. That there is, we go. That is crazy. I mean, this guy's a Bears fan. That is objective. That is objective uh, research, right? There. I'll say this about the Bengals, man. I like I like I like Joe Burrow. I like Joey B a lot. He was one of my one of my favorites last year. Um, I hope is he going to start the season, or is he going to miss the first couple of games? He's going to start. He's just okay. not playing preseason. Okay. Yeah, but that's because oh. he's too good for yeah. Well, it's gonna be interesting to see see what they can do. See what they can do. I mean, it's yeah. going to be, uh, you know, I think a lot of things just really can the offensive line keep them healthy. That's the number one thing. Can they keep them up and going? And um, but that that's a tough division. That's a tough division, y'all in man. It's, you got three teams who are, you know, in Pittsburgh. I really, you know, Pittsburgh. They're they're always in the conversation. You know, even though I'm not, I don't like Roethlisberger, but Mike Tomlin's probably my favorite coach in the league. Like, if you ever listen to a Tomlin press conference, it's like he sounds like he just came from war. And so I, I just love everything about Tomlin. So I, I, I like the Bengals. I think the Bengals are definitely going to be a team that you know when they're on TV, I definitely check them out just to watch Burrow. Well, we are going to be checking out your team, sir, because you have a quarterback who is Finally. near and dear to our hearts. Finally, Andy Dalton. I mean, this guy, <laughs> Andy Dalton. Okay, look, that guy. He has this. Did you see his beard? Yes. Scott, did you see? Beard, okay. beard looked immaculate. Beard looked he, immaculate. It's not just immaculate. He looks. He looks mean. He looks. Where was like that he, for ten years? Like where? Yeah. Where was he hiding that? See, Scott, it's very important. We we wanted Andy Dalton to stop looking like you know uh, what's the guy from the Andy Griffith show, the little kid, and look and look <laughs> like Ron Howard. <laughs> yeah, like, stop looking like Ron Howard, <laughs> and and to intimidate people, and and so. You have this guy now yeah. who very respected, a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart guy. He's, he's, he's a very tough guy, been around. And, and, and really, I think for a team like the Bears, that kind of stability he brings, yeah. and the knowledge he brings is going to be huge for you. 
Yeah, I think when when we signed him, I was I wasn't happy just because this because we were in the Russell uh, Wilson talks, and I say that with the biggest air quotes ever. But after us drafting Justin Fields, I love it because to me he's a he's a great vet. I mean, even the time he had with you guys, you know, you guys won a couple division titles. He's been in the playoffs a couple times. He's been a starter for a long period of time, and he's had some pretty good numbers while he was there. And compared to the quarterbacks that I've seen. In my 30, almost 33 years on this earth, trust me, he he's already top three. <laughs> I'm somebody who I love Jay Cutler, and that tells you everything you need to know about my Bears fandom, that I love Jay Cutler. So I think he'll be a breath of fresh air. I think I love what he's doing with uh, taking Justin Fields under his wing. Justin Fields has even said in his press conferences that Andy and his wife have taken him to dinner, and he knows the situation. He knows that eventually this is going to be Justin's team. And I do think that, you know, Allen Robinson is going to benefit a lot from him too because the crazy thing is Andy Dalton is going to be the best quarterback he's ever had, which is crazy when you think about it. You know, he's had Mitch Trubisky and Blake Bortles and guys like that. So I'm I'm really interested, and I feel like it's going to have a legit, you know, thing for, you know, Justin to kind of actually get across. Like, it's not like you're just bringing in some random quarterback who really can't challenge him anyway. So I like him, man. I think, and with the, like you said, with the beard, he did that. I saw the pictures. I was like, okay, look like you mean business. He looked like you mean yeah. business this time. So I, I'm with it. He does. He does. You know, you mentioned Justin Fields. And this guy, Scott, he's the most beloved quarterback. PFF loves this guy. Pro football focus. Now, why is pro football focus important? Because other than pro football focus, we just have the, the stats in our own eyes. And we all know. Any good society, any, if you look historically, not just the past 500 years, but historically, the strongest societies have been run by a few people. You have too many opinions out there, and it's chaos. Right. Right. And so, so when you have people that PFF telling you what you should be seeing, it, it, it's, 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 really, it's really what we need. Now, Pro Football Focus has him as the, the highest throwing past the first down marker. The highest grade on the first after the first read since 2019. And, and Trevor Lawrence was number seven. Yeah. Okay. He's the only quarterback last year who finished in top 10 in both rushing and passing grades. And he has pro football focuses highest grade ever in the CPOE category. I'm not sure what that means. I think it is the cuddling <laughs> potential over expected. And, and I don't see how that translates to football, but I would just say it makes a lot of sense that he's a bear. Yeah. Because he's a very cuddly man. I, I think that just means <laughs> that he'd be liked by his teammates. John, yeah. am I right on that one? I, I mean, first of all, I don't think Justin Fields could grow that beard. So that already gives Andy Dalton kind of an up on that competition. But Fields was, was so productive at Ohio State for like two years as a starter there. It was crazy to see him just kind of grow into that role like ever since he kind of transferred there and kind of asserted himself as the starter at like such a young age at 19 years old and there were legit questions I, th I think about him going into his final year in 2020 and he only played in like seven regular season games and some of them weren't exactly too pretty I, I just remember like the Northwestern game that comes to mind but just the way that he finished that season really capped off what he was as a prospect the growth that he made over his years at Ohio State and I think Scott can agree, like in terms of just talent potential wise, there's never been 
a better quarterback that entered his career with the Bears than Justin Fields at this point, which yeah, is crazy I, to think of, but it's yeah. probably the truth, right? Yeah, and, and think about Fields, man. I got I to paint the picture for y'all. Like, I was not going to watch the draft. Like, I was going to boycott the draft. Like, uh, I'm, I'm a big White Sox fan. I was watching the White Sox game instead. And I remember I was sitting there, and I got, you know, a little ESPN alert on the phone and said uh, the Bears traded up. So I was like, okay, I, I guess I'll turn this on. And, you know, and so I was seeing pick by pick. And once they got past Denver, I was like, oh, okay, we might get this dude. And once we got him, man, it was it was probably top three feeling ever as a Bears fan because that's the thing that we've been wanting forever. We've had the great defenses, had the great running backs, but never a quarterback. And I know there's a lot of Bears fans, including myself, who like want them to go out there right away. It's going to take time. But I feel like just potential-wise – it, it, we haven't had it better than this. And I think we'll be able to see Nagy's offense. I've been waiting to see for like four years. Oh, wait, was there any, I, I'm sorry. Was there any, any fear at all that it was going to be for Mac Jones in, in those moments? A slight fear, maybe like 2%, but I just knew, okay, Nagy and Pace have been made, been the butt of every joke for the last four years. They can't mess this up. So that was just like, of course, there's that little irrational Bears fear they're going to get Mac Jones. But I just knew they were going to get a Justin Fields. So when the name came on the screen, I was like, this this is what it's all, all about, man. So I'm just really excited to see his progress. And I'm just, you know, I, I've never been more confident guy because I'm not the biggest college football guy, but I did watch Justin Fields in Ohio State when they play. I remember the, uh, the six-touchdown game he had in the playoffs. And I remember I posted – uh, one of those touchdowns, my Instagram story. At the time, I didn't think that this guy would be my quarterback in four months, but it's well, uh, it, it's fun. I'm I'm excited. I mean, you should be excited, and you have you have two very good quarterbacks now after having all those struggles. But I guess my question is, why do you guys think that he even fell? Was it number six? He fell to number six. Nah, it was eleven. We were pick eleven. Oh, was it eleven? Yeah. Oh, yeah, eleven. Yeah. I mean, this. You look at the you look at his his success, and you look at the analytics that back it up john what am i missing here i mean this guy we talk about how yeah you have those exceptions you have those lamar jacksons you have those josh allens those guys who aren't known for their accuracy and it works out because they're just incredible athletes but usually it's the guys with the accuracy and the ability to read a defense i have an answer for you for that one i I think i know what the answer is (laughs) i I would tell my answer which is that there is a certain there is a certain understanding of what a, let's say, a, a, a kind of intelligent quarterback looks like. Right, exactly. And, and that kind of, uh, let's say, profile is not necessarily applied to quarterbacks of color as much. Exactly. You, yeah. you hit the nail on the head. Like, you already had, like, I remember, like, probably, like, when it got close to the draft time, you started hearing the narratives about, him like is he really a guy that cares is he gonna be in and out is he gonna be the first one in last one out at the at the at the facility and all that type of nonsense started creeping in and i was like okay i see that where this is gonna go and so i, I kind of predicted he was gonna drop i didn't think he was gonna drop all the way the way he dropped i mean atlanta took a tight end over this man and that just was crazy to me. So I that I didn't expect to be that drop, but it's the usual, the same stuff you hear. You know what I'm saying? Like the with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson used to be a wide receiver. You know, we've heard it time and time again. But you're right. He does have the tools to where you should love 
how he plays. He's super accurate. And I know a lot of people are usually nervous about the Ohio State quarterback thing. There's two things I got to say to that. One, he's technically a Bulldog quarterback, <laughs> if you want to be technical about it. Number two, who was so great from Texas Tech before Patrick Mahomes? I think a lot of that stuff is nonsense. And I feel like this is a guy who has a, a tremendous, uh, you know, something on his back, a monkey on his back. He's got that, you know, that on his shoulder where he knows that yeah. he feels like he's disrespected. Like, and at the worst, he's top two most NFL-ready quarterback in the league. So I don't understand, you know, if we're just talking about football, why he dropped that much. But I am thankful that he well, didn't drop that far. Well, I will tell you, as someone who, who, who follows and is paid to support a team with a quarterback who came out of college very NFL-ready, I would say congratulations. I'm glad you're part of the club. It feels it feels really good. I don't know if you know, there's been a lot of hype around Joe Burrow recently. He's yeah. been called the next Aaron Rodgers. Okay? He has and Rodgers tendencies. He has Rodgers tendencies. And, John, who is the Steelers guy who came out and talked about it just recently? Was that Ryan Clark? Ryan Clark came out and said he's even more so Aaron Rodgers than Aaron Rodgers. Now, Ryan Clark's an LSU guy, by the way, so there might be something to that. Right, no, I don't right. think so. But he's a Steeler, so that cancels it out. But, you know, yeah, of course, the thing is, he's even more Aaron Rodgers than Aaron Rodgers, which when you think about that, that is probably the hardest accomplishment for a person to achieve is to be better at being someone than they are. Right. And, 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 and but what they mean by that is, look, Joe Burrow, he is, is a very tough guy. He can you can just throw anything at him, literally. I mean, it, you know, I think as, as, as just from experience, I'm assuming, because they say he's very blue collar, hard hat kind of guy. I assume he had all sorts of objects being thrown at him as, as, and, and he just bounced back. He's very strong. And I think I think what what uh, what the Steeler is saying, I don't remember his name. I can't I can't ever keep a Steeler's names in my head I, for I some reason that. it's the I, hatred I, I think it's the hatred I, I, I don't even eat cheese during football seasons so I, I, I understand I understand what there you, you go <laughs> yeah no I, I have terrible problems with gas too but so so but what I'll say is this is that so you have uh look he, he's a smart quarterback and in today's NFL and he has that zip on his passes now Scott yeah. he improved the one area where he has, uh, he, has, he has a lot more zip on his passes, throwing the ball further down. What do you think? I know he's not the next Aaron Rodgers yet, but I think he's going to be better because Aaron Rodgers only won one Super Bowl. I would love for him to be better than number 12. I would love nothing better than him to be better than him. Uh, but I think he definitely has the potential. He has the tools to do it. And I think the thing is with, with him, I feel like he has a chance to be kind of like the leader of the new school. Like what we're seeing in the NFL is kind of a, it's a crazy shift. You know what I'm saying? Where, where we're getting away from the era of quarterbacks that we grew up on. You know, what Brady's doing is not regular stuff. Like, everybody who he was competing against is retired. <laughs> so, outside of him, you're seeing guys like the Mahomes, you know what I'm saying? And uh, the Josh Allens, the Baker Mavis. I think that Burrow can be up there, be that, that Manning to Mahomes Brady, you know what I'm saying? I'm hoping we can get, if the Bengals can build a team around him to compete with Kansas City, that might be one of the next quarter quarterback battles that we see over the next decade. I definitely think he has the tools. And if you compare him to the other quarterbacks, he's probably the best passer outside of um, Mahomes. Wow. In my personal opinion. Well, Mike Daniels, 
and that Steelers guy to one side, Scott Lewis, who has more followers <laughs> than the rest of the free world, has just declared Joe Burrow the uh, the next great quarterback along with Mahomes. That is a lot, John. Uh, that means it a is lot. a lot. Yeah. Like I feel like since we're talking about, uh, I'll, I'll call him twelve, so I won't trigger Scott. I feel like twelve <laughs> was like the bridge from the Mannings, the Brady's, the Breezes, the Roethlisberger's, the Rivers, to the modern quarterbacks now because 12 had the ability and still has the ability to throw off platform to create with his legs. And he was more than just a pocket passer. But the Burroughs, the Mahomeses, the Allens, the the now Fieldses, they all have the ability to not only manage a pocket and get the ball when it needs to, but to create on their own, to create out of structure, to basically make plays that Brady, Manning, and Breeze in their prime could never dream of making but also i think it's also intangibles too i think both burrow and fields are wired in very similar ways because of their path to the nfl you know they were they were told that they weren't good enough to compete where they originally were recruited to and then they took over a new program they created a new narrative in terms of like going to this program and being a successful quarterback and now being a successful professional quarterback and erasing the stigma of, you know, it doesn't matter what the sticker on your helmet tells you about being a quarterback. You can be a successful modern era quarterback and compete with these other, and with these other high profile passers. I yeah. definitely agree with that one. And, and he went to Ohio state before LSU, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Yeah. So who's the last great quarterback in LSU? Like you said, same thing with Phil. So I, I definitely agree with that, man. It's uh he's just got the tools. Like, you know, he he has those things that make you he looks like an elite quarterback. This is the way he carries himself. He looks like an elite quarterback. And for him to do what he did last year in the time that he played, you know what I'm saying, with the with the weapons they had, I think was impressive, man. I I'm really I'm really excited to see him uh, you know, play this year. Yeah, I, I would say this. My concern is no longer the weapons. It's not the defense so much. It's the same concern that I think you kind of alluded to, Scott, when you said that your coach is a nagger or he's nagging a lot. And we, the Bengals, we have a coach who is very unproven as well. He doesn't complain as much as your coach, but he basically, he, 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 he hasn't shown us the kind of offensive innovation that we were promised. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so what as an outsider, objective outsider who predicted the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, <laughs> what what do you say? What is your analysis of Zach Taylor? Um, I think he's I think with him, I think before you can really give him the full grade, we gotta see what weapons he has. Like my beef with Nagy is he got the weapons, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like he always would use Mitch as a scapegoat. You know what I'm saying? And it, like, I, I'm with a belief of, you know, it, yeah, Mitch was terrible, but Nagy's play calling wasn't helping him out either. So I feel like with Taylor, you know, I feel like what he got out of uh, Burrow for him to be his first year in the league and, you know, for rookies, and we got to think about the impact with now no real camp. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of digital stuff last summer because of the pandemic. I think he did pretty good. Now, long term, I don't know if he'll be the coach that's going to take uh, the Bengals into the next era. That might be the next person who uh, who comes up. But, you know, I do think for right now, when you're trying to build the program, I don't think he's done that bad. Yeah, well, that, that's very kind of you to say. Very generous. And it's probably a smart because Zach Taylor does watch the show, mostly to take John's analysis. And, and to, to find new schemes to apply to, uh, to his offense. John, right? 
the issue is there's no compensation with that. He's just watching yeah. our stuff and then just applying it and not 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 even like crediting us for for well, it. I mean, well, I know you we can't do that, but it would well, be nice. we do have we do have a few patrons, people who I don't know if that means they're robots who pay you money or what. But they, we have these patrons who are giving us about two to five dollars each, and we don't know. Maybe Zach Taylor is using a different name to pay <laughs> us. Yeah. Look, guys, Scott is it's, it's such an honor to have him on the show i he's, he's so successful at what he does he's only been doing it two weeks he's already taken over the industry <laughs> and this isn't even his full-time job scott is actually in finance tell them yeah <laughs> yeah i, I wish <laughs> he is well it says in your twitter that you're oh, oh vp yeah. of wu-tang financial yeah. right the, yeah. the vice president of, <laughs> that is incredible diversify your bonds there you go so listen to scott about the sports and about your money and subscribe to his podcast it's available on scratchify uh, and yeah all of those yeah yeah you can go uh it's the barber's chat network on all streaming platforms spotify soundcloud apple Podcasts. um you can go to the youtube youtube.com uh hmb media tv that's where i'm not gonna hold you it's gonna be at and speaking of patreon we've got a patreon patreon.com backslash barber's chat network we got two different packages you know we got a uh a podcast called summer sessions which is me my brother and two of my closest friends it's basically our group chat on audio so anything i say on there it's uh it's out of my hands but if you want to just hear those episodes it's five dollar package but everything else we've got we're reviewing the sopranos right now on one of our uh you know uh tv review podcasts we got that's our ten dollar package so well scott you say whatever you want man i'm not going to hold you (laughs) i'm not i'm not because you you come on the show and you spit and you speak and you do whatever you want because this is a free country okay we didn't swim to this country for nothing okay so Look, for John Sheeran and Scott Lewis, I'm Daddy McDuke, and you are listening to the Number One Bangers Podcast. We'll see you next time. So long. Esviti. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.